Alright, welcome to the semi-final version of the Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast. I'm your host and commish and semi-finalist playing for not only the right in the Softball Championship game, but also playing for the Softball Podcast trophy this week. Um, took out one of my podcast members last week. Got the other one this week. Uh, Phil, how's it going, buddy? Playing for the right to lose to Team Ice Cream next week is, is what Tom it looks like. Tom uh, feels. Glad Yo. to be here. Glad to be joined by the person that was recently knocked out <laughs> and seeing he's alive and well, which I, I did have some concerns for a 48-hour period or so. Welcome, Shane. Yeah, I thought I'd, uh, unlike the teabag roster, it wasn't going to be a no-show tonight. <laughs> um, couldn't miss this. Got a big, big Dogs-Wolves rivalry matchup going on this week. Um, looking like early returns. Wolves getting what they need so far, so going to need some breaks to go their way, but excited to, excited to talk about the matchup this week. Yeah, we have a new milk carton. Uh, it's Miles Sanders. <laughs> He's loose. Yeah, he was loose. <laughs> he was. He was loose on my TV. Um, all right, I got trivia for you guys, and then we'll get into uh, the rest of the, the episode. So, there are... We're sticking with a the quarterback theme this week. Um, if my math has correct, I have 11 active NFL quarterbacks that have been taken either first or second overall in their respective draft. Looking for you guys to name the 11 quarterbacks that have gone either one or two overall in their respective draft. Give me Trevor Lawrence. (laughs) Trevor Lawrence, 2021, first overall. He is on this list. I guess we'll go with the other quarterback in this matchup, Zach. Who's your mama? (laughs) Wilson. That's good. You guys got the you guys got the reason for the question right out the gate this week. Last week it was a struggle. Thank you both for paying attention. I will say I, I did not think Zach Wilson went one or two. I thought he went like fourth or fifth. No, he went second overall um, in that draft. Okay, uh, Jared Goff. Jared Goff, twenty sixteen, number one overall to the L.A. Rams. Now the franchise quarterback of the Detroit Lions. How about uh, Mr. Cool, Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow, the 2020 number one overall pick. That's correct. Carson Wentz is on this list. Carson Wentz is on this list. (laughs) Um, Not only is he number two overall of the 2016 draft, he is still somehow an active NFL quarterback. Um, So, yeah, you guys are almost halfway home. Uh, all right. Now I gotta start thinking. Um, how about mm. Mm. Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield, the twenty eighteen number one overall pick. There were some rumors that draft that the Browns were gonna take an unknown from Wyoming. I think they wish they would have. Instead, they've uh, slipped two hundred fifty million dollars under the table to Deshaun Watson. So. Was that pick 
that they got from a new homeless guy, or was that the same homeless guy that told them to draft Johnny Football? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember Phil. You remember that? Remember that story? Vaguely, yes. The Browns owner was walking down the street, and a homeless guy told him to draft Johnny Football. All right, anyway. <laughs> oh man, I I don't know if this guy was two or if he was three. Ooh. Um. Oh. Got a couple God. ones. Got a couple ones on the list first. Right? Yeah, I don't go for that low hanging fruit. You know <laughs> I I want to say. And this guy is the best quarterback on his team. I am a Mitch Trubisky truther. Give me Mitch. Trubisky's first quarterback taken two overall in 2017. Ahead of the aforementioned Deshaun Watson and, famously, Patrick Mahomes. How many many did you say there was total? So that that was seven. There are 11 total. So there's... I got four left. I'm writing some names down here, and I had five written down, and none of them were Mitch, so one of them was wrong. <laughs> I got I got um, two left. But I'm pretty positive that this one's right. Former Desert Dog, um, Kyler Murray. Former Desert, Desert Dog, current Desert Dog Light, Kyler Murray, 2019 overall number one pick. That's worked out for everybody. Jameis Winston is on this list. Jameis Winston is 2015 number one overall. That should make Shane's life a little easier. Uh, yeah, well, he, he was on my list, so I'm pretty positive that Mr. Matthew Stafford was a number one pick. Matthew Stafford, 2009 number one overall. Said he's not going to retire for some reason. Marcus Mariota is also on this list. Marcus Mariota is the last name on this list. 2015, number two overall. Well done, Shane. Who was your other name? Matt Ryan. Number three in his draft. Mm. Okay. Wow. Has that ever happened before? Yeah, that was too easy, I guess. For some reason, I was. I'm glad I went with that one because I was thinking Matt Ryan was was the number one overall guy. <laughs> um, I think I I had it. I'm pretty sure one of the Long brothers went number one in that draft. It was 2007, I believe. Um, no, not 2007. Yeah, third overall. 2008 NFL draft. It was. Uh... Yeah, Jake Long and Chris Long. And then Matty Ice. Yeah. And then Flacco was 18. So, all right. Good job, guys. Well done. Yeah, wow. Um, All right, so let's talk just very briefly about last week's matchups. Have ice cream. 138 to 110 over the Renegades. Um, this one wasn't particularly close. Uh, Mahomes and Jefferson just kind of went crazy. Gets a touchdown from Najee. Um, and as predicted on this podcast, Aaron Rodgers did not do much. 
did get good games out of Saquon and Dalvin. Um, but DeAndre Hopkins and Amari Cooper also with uh, poor showings. So Spears wins easily. Could have even been bigger with a 23-point effort from his on his bench and a 33-point effort from Zay Jones and George Kittle. Um, any thoughts on that matchup from you guys? Yeah, I mean, it was a... Uh... Well, I guess the 54-point effort from Mahomes-Kelsey-Stack. Um, and when he gets the 54 from Mahomes-Kelsey, it's, it's it's tough to beat. Um, you throw in Jefferson, and he has 80 points right there from those three guys. So, I mean, <laughs> you get 80, 80 points out of three guys, it's, it's really going to be difficult to win. Uh, no matter who you are, you, you got to put up a big number on the weeks where, where his big studs perform. Um, and he has just solid efforts from, from the rest of the supporting cast. He doesn't need a whole lot more um, when he can get the, from those three. So um, when your stars show up, it's it's, it's it's nice in fantasy football. The results usually go in your favor. The scariest part about that 138-point effort is he only got two touchdowns outside of the quarterback position. Kelsey didn't get in the end zone. Metcalf, Devontae Smith. The only touchdowns he got were from Najee Harris and, and Jefferson. This could have been 175, no problem. And just speaks to the ceiling on this team. And if Najee Harris is going to show a pulse for whatever reason, and my God, you know Tomlin is going to get those Steelers up for a meaningless Christmas Eve game against the Raiders this week. That's that's his bread and butter, Harris very likely to get loose and, and that's going to continue. This just becomes a, a really scary team. Yeah, on the uh, on the anniversary of the Immaculate Reception with Franco Harris just passing away, I have to believe Najee Harris gets in the end zone this week. The Steelers do whatever they have to do to make sure that happens. So, um, But yeah, I, I echo everything about Troy's team. I do think it's the the team to beat Mahomes and Kelsey have just proven themselves to be um, a ridiculous stack. And then you throw Justin Jefferson in there. And it's kind of tough to hang with them. And I think we'll we'll talk about how difficult it is to hang with them when we get into the Week 16 matchups. Um, the, other, the other quarterfinal game we had, the Dogs against Take Your Ball and Go Home. Um... Not a lot to say here. You know, you got good games from Tyreek Hill and James Conner and Aaron Jones, but those were the only three players that really showed up. Um, it was pretty lackluster outside of that. Trevor Lawrence had the big game in the comeback against the Cowboys. Obviously, we talked about McCaffrey and what he did on Thursday night last week, and then Ramondre puts together a pretty good game, and uh, this one was over pretty early. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about it. Phil kind of nailed it on the head last week. Um, what kind of needed to go my way in order to, to be able to beat your team? Um, and, and just none of it really happened. Um, definitely needed to, It was disappointing. The, the, the Herbert, obviously, I needed to win the quarterback position. Um, the rest of your roster is probably the best in the league. Um, and you lose the quarterback position by, by 27 points. Um <laughs> It's if I you, you draft Justin Herbert for twenty plus dollars or whatever I paid for him, um, and you end up losing the quarterback position by twenty seven points in the playoffs. I mean, it's just not going to work out. 
I needed to win that position badly. And even so, you get nothing from Miles Sanders. You get a, a down game from Diggs. I mean, everything needed to go right, um, and it certainly did not. Um, just a, a bad time. Uh, my team peaked too early. One seven straight going in and then pulled off one of their worst weeks of the season when it mattered most. Man, it, I, yeah, I, I look at the, the three things that needed to go your way. And I don't they, – they all – all three of those went emphatically the other direction. Yep. Hertz, Hertz runs three in just to make it sting a little bit more, and, and Sanders looks like he doesn't even know what he's doing on a football field and goes on some rants and, on Twitter afterwards. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe that outcome. And then Diggs, if you told me Lockett's going to outscore Diggs, like what, what the hell are you supposed to do? Uh, here I am, midway through the season, put in Diggs, adjusted total over 100 yards, Hill, adjusted total over 100 yards, both of those guys to score, and I'm throwing more than I'm proud to admit on, on those kind of parlays, and, and you get to this point in the playoffs, so they're just not, it's not there, so it, no, nothing went your way, and then I thought the, um, what's his face running in? two touchdowns for the Packers made it sting even more. Just just goes to show you it was not your week whatsoever. There was nothing you could do and hey, you had a good roster but we know 70-80% of this is pretty much just dumb luck uh, and this was the other 20% for you. Phil, what's that, or Shane, what's that line from uh, Billy Madison about incoherent rambling? <laughs> what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I've ever heard. What, what was the question? <laughs> um. So yeah, it was it was nice to not have to sweat a playoff game out, but there was a small, very small part of me that felt bad that it was not even close. No, yeah, I alluded to it last week. It just looked like I mean, your team is is very good. Uh, it's very good. It's no question about it. Um. You're, if you're gonna beat your team, like you need to have things go well. You're gonna have to have a good week. I don't. I don't see a scenario where your team's not going to at least put up a solid hundred ten point effort. So I mean, you're gonna have to get up there to, to be able to, to beat you. you got just a really good roster. Well, this is this is potentially the week because. I don't have great matchups, but we're going to get into that. So um, let's start off with our semifinal matchups. We got a final four of the Denver Desert Dogs, the Sea Wolves, the Team Shits Ice Cream, and the Flock. We'll start off with Ice Cream against the Flock. First of all, one of these teams is not like the others. <laughs> yeah, yeah. J- Jason's team. Jason's team's seen better days. There is an imposter um, among us. <laughs> Jason's team seen better days. Jonathan Taylor, obviously. Uh, I was talking about the Wolves, season. but oh. they're the only ones that haven't won the league. So. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. That's that is true. Um, that is true. But you guys are you guys are correct as well. <laughs> um. And so far, ESPN likes ice cream big, hundred and nineteen uh, projection to ninety four on the flock side. On the ice cream, we got Patrick Mahomes, Alvin Kamara, and Najee Harris. 
Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, Travis Kelsey, and Devonta Smith. Zay Jones playing tonight with the goose egg at halftime. We'll see if that looms large in this matchup. That's Flock, sure matters. Flock, we got Joe Burrow, DeAndre Swift, Kenneth Walker, Christian Kirk, who's got one catch for seven yards and four rushing yards at halftime. T. Higgins, Mark Andrews, Devin Singletary, and Brandon Ayuk. Um, so Jonathan Taylor being out um, definitely hurts, and he didn't have the fab to get his handcuff, Zach Moss. Um, it could be, I guess, Deion Jackson in, in what should be a friendly running matchup against the Chargers. We're not really sure that's going to shake out. Um, but either way, that's what Jason's rolling with as of now. We'll start off with the flock. Um, going to need some things to go right for him this week. So I, I'm going to highlight those players that I think need to need to perform for him. And I think it starts at the tight end position. Um, Mark Andrews has not been good for a couple weeks now. The Ravens offense has not been good. They get a pretty decent matchup here against Atlanta. I feel like Andrews has to score, has to put up 15-plus um, if not more, what do you guys think about Mark Andrews this week against Atlanta? Yeah, um, he's, he's a guy I count on in the other league. He's been carrying me for a couple of years um, and just hasn't been good lately. My team has been struggling a little bit because of it in the other league. Um, but he, he, he's going to need the flock, need, need things to go right. Um, Ice Cream's the better team here. Um, at this point in the season, especially I mean, with, with some injuries that happened in the flock. Um, he's going to need Andrews to, to have one of those games we've seen where, where he puts up those and he earns his tight end too and people are questioning whether or not he's he's up there with Kelsey or not um, he's going to need to have that 15 to 20 point game um, to keep the flock in this one I think yeah <clears throat> Lamar, Lamar's already rolled out for, for this uh, that, that hurts him big time I, I can't believe with with how much he struggled in the second half of the season, he's still tight end too. I, I feel like he hasn't been good for a while, and he hasn't been, and he's still tight end too, which just shows you how thin the position is after Kelsey. That's one. He Flock needs seven or eight things to go, like coin flips to go in their favor. Andrews have a, a big game. It's probably less than a coin flip, but that that has to be one. For him to keep this close. Yeah, it's kind of curious because Huntley was a hot name last year. Um, he had a pretty good run down the stretch for the Ravens last year. And a lot of that was to Andrews. Um, one of the reasons why Jason was so tough last year and winning the title in our league was because of what Mark Andrews did uh, down the stretch with Huntley. And it just hasn't materialized so far. So we'll see. Atlanta's, Atlanta's a matchup where they can get it going. Um, I feel like, like I said, he's got to be in that 15 to 20, if not more. Um, the other thing, obviously, in this league, you have to win the quarterback position or at least compete. And Burrow's been uh, outstanding. Uh, he is quarterback four on the season. Started off a little slow. Had a couple really big games in the middle. Uh, he's been around 30 points, three out of the last five. Gets a good matchup against New England. I think it's a decent matchup, at least. Um, what do you guys think about Joe Joe Burrow this week? I, I think it's, I mean, 
decent matchup. Um, New England secondary hasn't been as good as we've seen in the past. Defense has been okay, but it hasn't been as great as we've seen. Um, I'm a little more concerned about the fact that the temperature and winds could be awful. Um, just not really suitable for for a high scoring affair. Um, no matter no matter how good you are, I mean, if you're playing in zero degree weather um, and windy, it's, it's you're just not going to be able to put up huge numbers. Um, so that's that's one question mark that I'm, I'm a little worried about when it comes to some, a lot of some of the, a lot of these games in the in northeastern uh, part of the country. Um, what's the weather going to look like on Saturday, and is it going to allow for guys to put up uh, put up good fancy numbers? He's been solid. He's been over twenty the last six games in a row. But to your point, Shane, this is Belichick, cold weather, smash mouth football you know those headsets aren't working correctly when, when they kick that game off uh burrow's gonna have to go to hand signals and it, it's just it's gonna be a weird game it's not gonna be a high scoring affair to your point uh still a great play this week but it's it's not the top tier quarterback one play mostly due to the weather and circumstances of belichick here in how washed he is for the last week after that. I don't even know how to call the ending of that game, just just after that other game ended. Yeah, that was some wild stuff, uh, the way that Raiders-Patriots game ended. The the comment about the headsets, it sounds like a traumatized Steelers fan. <laughs> don't, Brent, don't worry, Brady's going to stick it to me one more time before he retires, Uh-oh. that much is clear. So he has the Burrow Higgins uh, stack. So you know, obviously, if Burrow throws some touchdowns, the more that go to Higgins, that's that's a big one for him. Um, and then his running back position has to work out for him as well. So he's got DeAndre Swift against Carolina. Um, Got to feel like there's potential for a good game there. Um, you know, we're we're gonna need probably again fifteen plus out of DeAndre Swift. He's he did 19 uh, three weeks ago in Jacksonville. Did not have a good game against Minnesota. And had 10 last week. So he's going to have to score. If he gets in the end zone, he'll be around that 15-point mark. And then Kenneth Walker. Um, Seattle with no Tyler Lockett against Kansas City. is going to have to run the ball to try to keep Kansas City off the field. So Walker should get the touches. Um, is there any running back you guys like better or worse out of the two of them this week? Yeah, so, so riddle me this. I mean, we've talked about it before, but DeAndre Swift has one hundred yard game this year, and it's against the best team in the league. Like, <laughs> comes out of the gates one hundred and forty four yards rushing week one against the Eagles, puts up a monster week. Since then, as high as sixty two yards, um, and most of them have been. He has a couple of games with 6, 10, 19. I mean, I know the injury early on. We talked about that. Um, it's just a, a Jekyll and Hyde season kind of here for DeAndre Swift. Which guy's going to show up? Um, if I had to bet, uh, give me Singletary, honestly. I, I think I like Singletary this week against the Bears. Um, I don't know, I, I'm just not, not sold on Swift and... I'm not sure Seattle can stay in the game long enough to keep uh, Walker as a as a running threat. 
if, if Walker's healthy, uh, and I'm not sure if he is yet, going back to when he got hurt, I, I like him the best in this matchup. To your point, Kaz, they're going to have to run it to try and keep Kansas City off the field. And the better of a game Walker has, the better he's going to do in this matchup by keeping Mahomes and Kelsey off the field. Singletary, yeah, I get what you're saying, Shane, and, and plus Buffalo is going to really try and do everything they can to establish the run going into the playoffs and show that they can do it effectively to show something so that they're not just playing Josh Allen 100%. But I, I like I like KW3. I'm with Phil. Um, I saw some, a little bit of that uh, Niners Seahawks game obviously last week, and Walker looked like he had the ability to get loose um, if he wanted to. So he's well, gonna need one of these guys to get loose to have a chance. Let's put it that way. More loose than Miles Sanders last week too. So <laughs> one of them. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna probably need two out of three to put up uh, 15, 20 points to have a chance. And I'm not sure that either of these receivers tonight are going to get enough work to make it matter which one uh, does better because it seems like Evan Ingram's the target of choice tonight. Um, go over to the ice cream side. Justin Jefferson, obviously, you know, wide receiver of the year, wide receiver one, um, over 25 throughout the last four weeks, gets the Giants this week. Ho hum for uh, Justin Jefferson. So Field Yates, the 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 article on on the on our app here, Justin Jefferson is proving again he's a fantasy playoff lock. <laughs> um, what does that What does so, that mean? What, what, what exactly do you mean there, Field? Um, <laughs> you feel good starting, him, I think. <laughs> so I I think you got to get Jefferson in your lineup this week. Is I guess that's what he's saying. Uh, I don't know. Like what what kind of analysis is this? Um, the guy has like a thousand targets. <laughs> um, yeah, what, what a joke! It's, it's of course going to be a home week. Um, there's there's records in play here, and that's the kind of, kind of guy you want. We saw it with Cooper Cup last year. There, there's records in play, and he's going to keep getting force fed the rock. One because he's a great player, and two because they're going to want to be in the history books. So. Um, 16 targets last week, 15 the week before. Pencil him in for, for another effort close to that, double-digit receptions and 100-plus. So if he gets in the end zone, it's a very big boom week. If not, you're still looking at 17, 18 points. He's going to be north of 20. That game is going to just be lightning in a bottle. Total shootout. If you can get any piece of that Vikings-Giants game, you, you got to get it in your lineup this week. Jefferson, it, it's oh, um, somewhere over 20 for sure, possibly over 30, 35 range. Oh, wow. You are bullish, my friend. Um, but I also kind of agree with you. Uh, let's talk about Alvin Kamara. Again, no touchdown last week. As we talked about, still only has one game in which he has a touchdown. In that game, he had three of them. Does he fall in the end zone this week against Cleveland um, in that game? Yeah, so he, so he kind of got back on track. We were on the, we were on the right path. Just didn't fall into the end zone. Didn't, couldn't punch one in. Um, gets 21 carries, though. Got to like that. Um, second highest total of the season. Um, 
and I, I think he has another productive week this week um, against Cleveland. New Orleans still in the playoff hunt. Um, Got to lean on your best players when you're in the playoff hunt. That's what that's what it comes down to at the end of the year. You, you start seeing teams get more and more are going to give the ball to their best player, and, and he's their best player, I believe. So uh, I think it's another nice week for Kamara. Does he punch one in is the question. Man, I mean, <laughs> it's getting tough to say yes after looking at everything and, and only done it once this year, but I'll, I'll, I'll get back on the horse and say, yeah, he does. He doesn't get in this weekend. It's it's a Taysom Hill week. I, I got a feeling we're going to just be hearing all the bitching on Twitter about people throwing him in the tight end slot and scoring big. I, I don't know what's going on with Kamara and the Saints team. I'm not willing to bet that it's going to change this week, and I'm going to try and catch the falling knife. I think I lean more towards Phil than, uh, than Shane on that, but... Obviously, it's hard to hard to bet against him. They they should be giving him a ton of work in this one. Um, Talk about a weird season for him. I mean, we're we're sitting here discussing whether or not we think Kamara has a chance to score. <laughs> this is one of the premier touchdown scorers in the mm-hmm. NFL in the past six seven years. Yeah. Um, and then we have Seattle. Uh, in Kansas City, we've talked about a little bit. Three players on Spears' team in this matchup. we got Mahomes, DK Metcalf, Travis Kelsey. Seattle's not been necessarily friendly um, for passing offenses. So, I don't know that it matters with Mahomes and Kelsey. Um, but do you think there's any, any chance that this game's a little weird Saturday afternoon? Well, it's in Kansas City. Can't imagine the weather's going to be great. Um, just like I spoke of earlier, I mean, it's not the Northeast, but Kansas City is known for some getting some pretty crappy weather. Um, so I, I can see that. I can see a weird one, but I, I think the Seattle team's fading, um, fading fast. Um, Kansas City's got to keep pace to get that one seed. They know it's important. They're going to want to play at home against Buffalo if, if need be in the playoffs or against anyone. Um, I mean, they, they keep their foot on the gas, and I still think it's a nice week for, for Mahomes and Kelsey. I mean, hard to bet against those two guys. Yeah, I don't... Seahawks... Haven't they played some okay defense? I don't know. I, I'm getting some weird vibes. Maybe it's just because we don't see Kansas City and Seattle play that much. I, I agree with Shane. That they're still going to have average weeks, but I don't, I don't see them blowing the top off, and like, I see Mahomes having a pretty similar week to Burrow um, and Kelsey just having his normal week of probably getting in the end zone somewhere north of 80 yards. Very good players to be starting, but maybe not the ceiling that you would see in a typical week. I think there's potential for this game to get ugly. I think Kansas City could could run them off the field. Um, so, I don't know why I feel that way. I just... I, I just feel like that these two teams, like Shane said, one's been very good and one is definitely fading. Um, regardless, we have to pick a winner for this one. I think um, it's going to be pretty straightforward across the board. I'll take Team Ice Cream to move into uh championship game. It'll be their third championship appearance in this league. 
Seattle has to keep it close to help him. For for Walker to have a good game and keep the scoring down from Mahomes and Kelsey, it has to be a low scoring game. Low scoring, close game. I was going to say because close, close well, game I, feels I, I, like I don't the see Seattle two. being able to go shot for shot with them. No, yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll move into our other semifinal matchup, matchup of the week. Evan Ingram. Six for 106 right now for the Seawolves. He's loose. loose. He is loose. He's very loose. Um, joining Evan Ingram for the Seawolves, who right now are nine-point favorites. Um, we have Daniel Jones, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Christian Watson, Rashad White, and Chris Godwin. On the dog side, Tom Brady, Christian McCaffrey, Ramondre Stevenson, CeeDee Lamb, Juju Smith-Schuster, TJ Hawkinson, Devontae Adams, and Zach Moss. That's what the, the dogs are running out there as of now. Trevor Lawrence with 16 points on my bench. Um, another touchdown from him, either running or passing, would make that a tough bench to swallow, I think. But um, we'll see what happens there. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> Uh-oh. A little foreshadowing. What a field goal? No. Oh, okay. He means he means Brady's gonna have a big week. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll start off with the Seawolves. Obviously, uh, the news this week that looms largest in this matchup is Jalen Hurts with the sprained shoulder. Um, it's been a topic of conversation on this podcast all season. The Hurts to Brown super stack. Um. Not going to happen this week, unfortunately, for the Seawolves. Uh, so Danny Dimes getting the start um, in a game that Phil just pegged as a fantasy shootout. Won't have any weather issues there. It'll be in the Dome, Minnesota. Um, what do you guys think about Danny Jones? Shane, specifically, what did you think about Phil's uh, waiver wire pickup? Yeah, um... Tough spot, tough spot. I mean, been riding hurts all year. QB one, um, been carrying your team along with your some of your other stars. But I mean, hurts has really been the the forefront, um, the reason what you are where you are, um, just because he's had such a phenomenal year. Um, tough, tough decision to make. I mean, obviously, you have to put up a good effort. You know, Cause's team's going to be there. Um, dogs are going to be tough. You're going to have to put up some points. I, I think I think I like the Daniel Jones pickup this week. Um, a little bit of a quarterback roulette here. Could go south. I mean, you never know when uh, you're going to get a Daniel Jones 2-3 pick game with 120 yards passing. Um, that's definitely in play. 
but I, I think this Vikings defense is pathetic. So, I mean, pretty good, pretty good matchup there, and I, I expect Jones to do what the Wolves are going to need him to do. I'm not going to say he's going to put up 30 points, but I think he's not going to hurt them. So somewhere in like the 17 to 20 range should do. We, we knew it was coming. Uh, didn't know when. Just knew it was going to be probably after Thanksgiving, and, and here we are. Uh, just lost starter after starter the past few weeks. Uh, it's injuries. That's fantasy football. It just seems to happen to me every single year. Daniel Jones was the best option. Uh, I, I had to choose between, do I want to save the school that's on fire first? Do I want to save the hospital that's on fire first? Or do I want to save the children's hospital that was on fire? So I picked the burning school. I am riding Danny Dimes in what looks like an absolutely pathetic Minnesota Vikings team. Yeah, I looked at it a little bit today. Minnesota's been very friendly to the quarterback position the last several weeks. Um, looking back, that I, I knew I had the money to spend to make one block. Um, I went with Minshew because I thought it was important to not give you the the Minshew to Brown touchdowns because I just feel like in this league, that's lethal when you play against a team and they get 12 points on a touchdown. Um but looking back, maybe Jones should have been the move with the Minnesota defense being what it is. No weather issues in that game. Um, I like Jones for around 20, 20 points this week. So I thought I was going to see some of your goons out on the wire. I'm kind of surprised. I, I told you, I'm not, I'm, not the, I'm not the guy you guys think I am. I'm not that guy. Um, <clears throat> one thing is certain this weekend, Derek Henry will be in the end zone. Um, it just how many times? Yeah, it's not it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's how it's many. It. <laughs> I think there's I think there's four tutter potential here. Oh my god! <laughs> um, but I I think um, he's got to be minus three hundred to score this week. Like it, it, there's no doubt in my mind, he's scoring a touchdown this week. I just need him to not score three. Um, but it's definitely in play. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a, a just a matchup you dream of um, in the playoffs. Uh, a guy of the caliber of Derrick Henry getting that matchup against Houston, who respectfully, I mean, honestly, the, the Texans have, for as bad as their record is, have have uh, shown some life. I mean, they take the Chiefs to overtime last week. Um, they they played the Cowboys tough two weeks ago, so they're 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 still hanging in there. It's just. The, that defense still is not great. Um, Derrick Henry is scoring this week. Um, like I said, it's, it's just a matter of whether or not it's going to be once, twice, three times. Um, that's what we in for twice. I, I'm i going to say two, and I reserve the right to up that to three if Henry comes out in that powder blue top and powder blue bottom. This reminds me very much of uh, an early red zone cut-in where you see the Titans with the ball like the 35-yard line, hand it off to Henry, who makes one cut and gone with like five minutes gone in the first quarter. I can see him getting a, a very early, long touchdown. 
they'll punch one more in, but if they have that color rush, powder blue on, I'm going to go with three. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not excited. I'm not excited about that. I think it's gonna be uh it's gonna be brutal and then you have Eckler against India Indianapolis uh Monday night. Fresh off the worst loss in NFL history, I have to imagine. Um while I like Jeff Saturday as a person, I can't imagine these players are gonna show up for him uh Monday night after spending the day on Sunday with their families. There's there's multi touchdown potential from Eckler as well, and I, and I may be eating my words about Phil's running back room early in the season. <laughs> he much maligned Wolves running back core. Um, gotta believe that the there's a there's a fifty point pl- in play here out of the uh, the super stack of Eckler and King. Gotta have it. I I need four tutters out of this RB super stack room in order for me to keep this one competitive and stay in it. Um, so it's not, it's not an if it's, I need my stars to show up my keepers that I have stood by as received many, many words of criticism around this RB room. I, I do believe the questions have been answered and will continue to be answered and addressed this weekend. Yep, and then uh, got to feel like AJ Brown has a decent game, uh, and then you know he's got the Tampa players White and Dobbin, and uh, we'll see if Christian Watson can bounce back in what should be a friendly matchup against Miami. Um, let's get into. It sounds like Shane has some thoughts about Tom Brady, so let's just let's just open it up. I mean, it's all coming down to this. I mean, this is the last time we're going to see Tom Brady in prime time, right? I, I feel like it is. I feel like it is. Um, Arizona, shitty team, really good matchup. Um, I, I like Tommy for three scores this week. 250 plus, three scores. What's that put him at? 28? So, I think it's a good week for... Uh, for Brady in the Bucks, probably two to Evans and one to one of his shitty t- uh, tight ends would be my guess. Not nothing to Godwin as far as touchdowns go. This is this is my nightmare. Uh, Tom Brady ruined my childhood. The flake gate stealing of signals. The scouts in the stands videotaping for no reason whatsoever uh, ruined that AFC Championship in in two thousand one for me. Uh, Cordell Stewart deserved better than what Tom Brady and Bill Belichick did to him. And here we are. One, one final twist of the knife. It feels like the guy's been playing for 50 fucking years. He's got a chance to, to, to ruin not, not only my childhood, but, but my adulthood too, and the best fantasy team that I've ever had. So thank you, Tom. It's been an incredible career, an incredible ride. Get the fuck out. Okay. Um, interesting. I, I don't know. I don't know what to make. I, I just I refuse to believe that he's gonna stink in this matchup and that Tampa's gonna again have a sixteen point clunker. Like I just don't see how it happens. Mike Evans hasn't scored since Nam. Like I I just think he has to he has to throw. 
like you said, Shane, two to three touchdowns this week. Like I just don't, I don't see a reason why. Um, that doesn't happen. The over under for this game is only thirty nine, though. Which I thought was weird, but I guess they're thinking Arizona may not score. Yeah. Um, uh, the quarterback matchup in this week. I mean, for how good your two teams are, I mean. Get down the positions. You guys are, are are pretty loaded. I mean, you guys are rolling out QB thirteen and QB fourteen. Uh, that's that's where we're at right now. Um, weird things happen in the fancy playoffs. I mean, you guys are rolling the dice with two guys that haven't been QB ones this year. And usually, usually the the guys that win in our league are the guys that have the top QBs. And obviously, Phil, you did have the top QB, so it's a little little skewed, but. Just thought that was interesting. You guys are, are rolling out there in the biggest matchup of the year with two guys that have just been mediocre at best. I'm going to do my best next year for my quarterback one not to get hurt in the playoffs. <laughs> um, I have some concerns about Devontae Adams this weekend. I know it's a fairly friendly matchup against... The Steelers, the Steelers secondary has been better the last couple of weeks, but it's also maybe going to be sub zero yep. um, on the real field, and I have some concerns about his ability to produce in that game Saturday night. Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, I need him to produce for me in the other league um, after what's gone on in my quarterback room in that league. So, I mean, Adams has been a big part of what I do there. Um, normally a guy you're counting on to be a, a pretty much a top five wide receiver play week in, week out. And how much you can do about the weather. Can't control it. Um, but it's looking like it's going to be absolutely nasty um, Saturday in Pittsburgh. So, I, I think you got to temper your expectations. I mean, talked about it earlier, no matter how good you are, just – that type, that type of temperature, that type of weather does not does not breed fantasy results. Does not breed points. Um, uh, I think Adams still is a focal point. Obviously, just I wouldn't expect the ten catch, hundred and fifty yard games that you're you're accustomed to seeing sometimes out of him. Maybe five or six catches for sixty, seventy yards. I mentioned it before. This is Mike Tomlin's Super Bowl. At home, Saturday night, prime time. Steelers retiring Franco's jersey. Franco passes this week. They're rolling out the block jersey numbers. Uh, that was announced prior to, to Franco passing. He's going to get that team fired up to play. Uh, and that Vegas is just... They're in for it. Cold, cold weather, smash mouth football. The standard is the standard. Tomlin is going to get his team up to play Saturday night. That that, that much I'm sure of. I don't not think not even not even to mention chance to get to seven and eight with two to go. Yeah, I, I mean this guy he's throwing everything he can into it. I he's probably locked the offensive coordinator out of the building. Matt Canada, because he's that'll be first order of business as he's getting fired at the end of the year. Uh, all that equates to not a great game for Adams. Love the guy. I just I don't think it's a good matchup, and 
Steelers are going to give the announcers something to talk about the whole game, about how Tomlin has just done such a marvelous job this season with the talent that he's had and helping to develop a young quarterback. It's it's just setting it up perfectly. I, I'll probably have the game on mute if I watch it at all. All right. Last guy to talk about on my team. Um, I, At least famously in my own mind, um, once needed to beat Shane to make the playoffs uh, to go for my fourth title and third straight. And Christian McCaffrey was playing the Washington football team. They may not have been the football team at that time. They may have been that previous nickname that they held. Washington was awful that year. McCaffrey was player of the year, and he didn't score against them. And Chris Carson somehow survived a concussion and was able to come back in the game. (laughs) I lost, did not make the playoffs, and then had the weekly high score the next three weeks during the playoffs. Um, I have a little bit of PTSD about that, and I have my own concerns that San Francisco is going to keep McCaffrey fresh for the playoffs. I don't know they have a reason to use him as much as he's been used. They've won the division. Um, I don't know if there's much. I mean, it may benefit them to get the two seed if they can catch Minnesota because then they host Minnesota if they would play in the second round. Um, But I have a feeling McCaffrey is going to be used a little lightly here the next couple weeks. What do you guys think about that? I think you're wrong. Um, this guy is going to get loose. <laughs> Let's put it that way. This guy's going to get loose. It's, a, it's another big McCaffrey week. 20-plus um, last three weeks out of this guy. Peaking right at the right time. Injuries going in his favor um, to get him the workload. Um, didn't bring him over to sit him. Um, 26 carries last week. Another six catches, so I, I think it's another twenty-five touch week for McCaffrey this week, and gets in the end zone again. So it's another it's another twenty-plus point week. I don't think you're focusing on the right question. It's not whether or not the work is going to be there. We we know it will. I'm more concerned about this vaunted commies front seven that, that we've heard so much about, and. What is he going to be able to do uh, against that kind of a squad? No, he's he's fine. He's going to get his touches. He's going to get his carries. He's going to have an above-average week for him. Uh, I think you're nitpicking. Breaking news, the Zach Wilson era in New York is officially over. Chase Strievler in to play quarterback for the Jets. We're at an all-time low. <laughs> Not even the color rush can save this game. No, this is this is bad. Um, all right, let's pick a winner. Pick a winner in this uh, game of the week, monster semifinal for not only a spot in the championship, but for the podcast trophy of the year. Yeah, this one's a tough one. Um, I, I told Phil earlier that if he's gonna win, he's probably gonna need to win the quarterback battle. Um, I think your team from after the quarterback is the best in the league. Um, you're the only one that can match up with Phil in the running back room, and you certainly can outmatch him in the receiver department. Um, question marks with how good A.J. Brown's going to be with Minshew. Um, we've seen Minshew be all right in the past, but who knows? Um, I, I got some question marks with, with Christian Watson. This one's going to be tight. Two very good teams. I think the winner 
is your 2022 softball champion. Man, it goes against everything I believe in. But with the advantage of seeing what Evan Ingram's doing tonight, that's a big win. Give me the Wolves by less than five. Oh, wow, this is... It's close. Uh, if you break it down, I, I do like Daniel Jones a little more than Brady this week, but it's really close. I like Eckler and Henry over Stevenson and McCaffrey just because I, I think they'll get in the end zone more this weekend. And then after that, the rest of it, all the way down until Moss, uh, it's a clear sweep for the dogs. Moss, I'm, I'm just not sure the Colts are even going to show up. To, to that game, let alone have any kind of predictability on who's going to be getting the carries. Whew. I, I would hate to pick my team because that goes against everything that not only Shane has said previously and thought and caused said the same thing. I'm, I've been right there with you. But man, I'll, I'll I, I think I squeak it out. It's low scoring. Very close, uh, but I do get four touchdowns out of Eckler and Henry. Uh, I don't know which one has three and which one has one, or if it's two and two, but I, I think I get four there. Mediocre game out of Brown and Watson, and then White and Godwin take me home. It's close. Uh, dogs have the better team with, with what's on the field right now. My matchups are a little bit better. But it's a nail-biter. Yeah, that's that's what concerns me is the matchups are better on your side this week. Um, and I'm still not sure what I'm doing with that Zach Moss spot. Um, so, with that being said, I'm going to... I have to take myself. I can't... I mean, I, I'm just going to take myself because that's what I feel like I should do. But this one's going to be tight. It's going to be a sweat fest. A lot of my guys play on Saturday. A lot of your guys play, um, I believe. Uh, so you have Monday, Sunday, two Sunday guys. So, you know, I'm going to be watching you just kind of chip away at a lead, which is literally the worst thing in fantasy football. Um, I'll take myself, but I don't love it. All right. Anything else? we got about five minutes. No, I think I'm good. I mean, yeah, that game's gonna be gonna be fun to watch. There's just a lot of. It's gonna have to be Eckler Henry. Uh, you're gonna have to have the, the big week from both of them, I believe. <coughs> um, that's what it's gonna take to beat the dogs. I mean, you, your stars gotta show up, and those two gotta have big weeks for you. Because um, the dogs, like you said, the rest of the way down, um, advantage dogs for sure. They really make you sweat these out, don't they, by spreading out these weekend games starting Saturday or Thursday and then Saturday at 1. And I, I would much rather just be able to turn on Red Zone at 1 o'clock on Sunday and, and know that I'm out uh, over a few-hour period <laughs> versus thinking about it. Uh, they're really going to twist the knife here and, and make this one sting a little bit more. Yeah, it's going to be a... Uh... It's going to be tough to enjoy the, the holiday weekend with, with this looming over our heads, but we'll do our best. Um, and then we'll be back next week to preview 
the championship game with the two teams that make it, recapping what happened here in the semis and uh yeah, getting ready to crown that 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 playoff champion for I think what is it, year eight of the Sons of Fantasy Football League. So thank you both for joining me. Um, thanks everyone for listening and we will talk to you next week.